Welcome to the show, everybody. On this episode of the podcast, I have one of my friends from Western Nebraska. We actually met in in school suspension back in the day. He is a creative director for some of the coolest fashion brands in existence and also creates many of them himself. So, without any further ado, please welcome Neil Neff Serta. What's up, brother? How are we? I'm good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, we just started digging in on how we first met in high school. <laughs> um, Western Nebraska kinfolk. Yes, sir. Rare breed. Mostly due to the population. Not yeah. a lot of us there. <laughs> everybody knows everybody. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, maybe you could start by talking a little bit about uh, our first encounter in high school. Maybe your first, I don't know, was your first day or week or, or something yeah, I was like definitely, that. I was definitely new at the school. I know, I know that I had actually transferred over to, uh, from like a smaller, a smaller school to, to, um, to Scott's Bluff, which is... It's probably like the biggest school in the area, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like a tiny high school, but for the area, it's it like a like, mega school. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, and um, yeah, no, I was, I was with some friends last night and I was telling them that I was going to be on your podcast today, you know, when you were, you were a, a, a friend from back home, you know, from when we were younger. And I was telling them basically like my, my first memory or like my, my fondest memory is, is when we had got in trouble in, in high school. We, um, we're messing around in, in a class that we had together, and it just so happened to be on a day where we had a substitute teacher, <laughs> and that ended us <laughs> up in uh, in school suspension. And uh, you know, you know, you, you kind of mess around. You don't really know too much about someone, but the minute you're locked in a, in a room with them for, for a few days, you kind of get to know that person. Yeah, and you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, man. So that was definitely uh, that's probably like my my first memory and my uh, you know my fondest memory of that and then like i said we we, we uh did some work together in high school obviously with projects and stuff like that our senior year and then you know you graduate you lose contact with people and then just through the power of social media here we are yeah it's crazy right it's like <clears throat> back in you know 1970 or something there's just no way that would even this would even be possible at all at all right at all. yeah man that 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 <laughs> that day we met bro in that class it was uh it was spanish class and we had the substitute teacher named Mrs. Shim. Shout out to Mrs. Shim. <laughs> she was always so mean to me. <laughs> um, and we were taking the Spanish test, which, by the way, if you're, a, if you're a teacher, don't put a substitute in charge the day of the test. Terrible strategy. Horrible. And so, like, we, uh, we had the whole class to do the test, of course, right? Because like, it's like, it's a fucking test. It's an important thing. And, um, you know, we decided to fuck around and try to just waste, like, like take up the whole time with class. Like, we didn't want to, we, we were trying to uh, extend the test time so we didn't have to do anything else in class <laughs> that day. And everybody else was already done. And it might have not even been a test. It's probably like a quiz, like a pop quiz or something. And so she comes around. I think she came to you first. And she's like, you're done with the test, Neil. And you're like, fuck that. And so you stand up <laughs> out of your desk. You're like, no. And then... She's like, all right, this is too much work. So then she comes over to me, and she's like, Nick, I'm going to need that test. I snatch it out of her hands. I'm like, not happening. And then we're both like, test in yeah, hand. no, this isn't going to, yeah. She's not taking it. Um, and then, yeah, ended up uh, putting us in, in school suspension where we got to bond for a little bit. There you go. Good times, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fast times at Scottsville Five. Yeah, the, the fast times at Scottsville Five is right. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, when I when I talk about that uh, that area of the country, um, you know, a lot of people they they say they're from a small town, but like where we were at, 
is a super isolated small town. Yeah. Uh, and you were in Baird before that? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I grew up in, um, in, in Baird, Nebraska. Well, like, when I was younger, I went pretty much through grade school through, um, I guess, like, the start of middle school, and which that is, like, a hundred times smaller than Scott's Bluff. I think my, if, had I stayed in bed, I think my graduating class probably would have been like 20 people, 25 people. So I think it was like my, it was the end of my freshman year. And I remember I, I told my parents I wanted to go to um, Scott's Bluff. And so they ended up transferring me. And then that's kind of just like where, I don't know, obviously like I, I, um, I learned a lot more and I, and I kind of just, obviously you grow a lot more too. You're, you're surrounded by a lot more kids. You're surrounded by what we would have called like, you know, like our version of like city kids, you know, you guys are from a little bit bigger um, city, you know, you obviously your sports programs are better. Like there, there's just more to do like, like academically, um, you know, sports wise, they have you know, different sports. I think where I'm from, I think you literally had like, you know, uh, basketball, football, and then baseball in the summer. You know, where, where in Scott's Bluff, you had, like, swimming. You had, you know, um, obviously track, football, basketball. You had tennis. You had, like, you, you know, like, everything. You know, <laughs> so it was kind of cool, obviously, just kind of getting involved in that and then just being exposed to a lot of different a lot of different kids. And, and you know, so that was definitely probably, like, the best thing that my parents ever did for me. That was awesome. At, at a younger age. Yeah. So, yeah. And you had, uh, you had family in Scott's Bluff, too, right? Um, yeah, so I actually, luckily, um, I had a sister who had just moved back to the area um a few years prior and um so you know my parents obviously I, I wasn't gonna drive you know back and forth so my parents like or my sister's like hey you can just stay with us you know so um I just lived with my sister and um yeah man I just just did my thing in Scott's Bluff go home on the weekends hang out you know with my parents and um it's definitely a lot of fun, man. It's a good time in my life. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. And, you know, we, so we graduated in 06. Go ahead and date ourselves right now. 06. Um, and then uh, you moved to Denver for a little bit, and then you you moved to Miami. And I think that's when uh, you and I originally connected on, on social media again and, um, you know, kind of watching the crazy uh, Miami ecosystem. I've never been to Miami. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it is uh, its own country. Hundred percent, man. Like, what was that like? A hundred percent, like a trillion percent different. You think about it, like where we grow up, it's it's very like you know, it's it's very, it's not very diverse at all. Actually, it's you know, if it's it's white, Hispanic, black, but it's like very like you know, if you're white, you're you're white American. If you're Hispanic, you're more than likely Mexican. If you're black, you're black. Yeah. So it's like when you go down there, it was super wild, and I think that was like such a, it was it was like a culture shock to me because it's like you you get thrown in and, and I was super young too. I think I was probably like 19 or 20 when I moved out there and I was by myself. Like I didn't know anybody. I knew, <laughs> I, I knew one person, but, um, shout out to her. Um, <laughs> and, um, she basically, you know, it's just, it's, it, it um, your mind is kind of just blown away because it's like, you're surrounded by so many different cultures from, from all over. And it's like, it's, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the United States. It's, it's funny. They actually call it North, North Cuba. <laughs> um, but it's very, very um, Caribbean. Um, you know, it's just the, the, the feel is completely different. The air is different. Like the, the, it's very Spanish cultured. Like um, it, it's amazing. Definitely an amazing place. But, you know, again, coming from where we're from, and just being so submerged so quick into that, it it it's insane. Yeah, it's like insane. a shock to the system, oh my right? Gosh. Yeah, no, because it's like you know you see people like you see, like I mean I can see somebody like you and I go okay how you doing and then they come and talk to you and it's 
full Spanish, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> fair skin, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. The most, like, don't even speak a lick of English, which is super wild, you know? And then right. it's funny for me because, I, you know, my background, I'm Hispanic, but I don't speak Spanish, you know? And obviously growing up where we grew up, it's not, it's not really necessary. Yeah, it's not common either, and, actually. Yeah, I mean, my, my, it's funny, my, my father speaks Spanish, my mother doesn't, so we weren't raised in, like, a, a Spanish-speaking household. But, um, yeah, so it's, you know, you go down there and, and people just assume you speak Spanish. So it's like when they come to you and they're, like, you know, need help or they're asking for something and it's, it's... There's, they don't second think. They just come to you and they speak Spanish. And you're like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Like, uh, <laughs> so then, then they're like, wait, what? You don't speak Spanish? You're not Cuban? Exactly. What the yeah. fuck? Like, so um, it, um, yeah, that was definitely, that was definitely fun. But I was in Miami for probably, I think, I think it was like eight years. Um, I hated it probably five out of the eight that I was here. <laughs> but I, you know, I was just like, let me just keep, let me just keep doing it. I don't, you know, I, I didn't want to go back home. Right. So. Um, but yeah, man. Well, yeah, going back home, it's like, you know, to go back home to Nebraska, Western Nebraska Mm -hmm. is, um, it's a, it's a place where it's like, yeah, it's home, but also it's a desolate rural area with, you know, a lot of rural types of poverty. There's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of people doing much there Mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people get stuck and, and not to say that it's, it's, an entirely negative thing to, to stay there or anything. But if you have aspirations outside of that, it's very hard to achieve that. If, if you have to go back to, yeah. to Western Nebraska for an extended period of time yeah. and, you know, a place like Miami or LA, there's just so much optionality. No, you kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, that, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, like I was telling you before we you know started, I was, um, I think probably in like the last like 10 years, I think I've been home maybe like three or four times. And you know, it's, it's good because I feel like it's an opportunity to really like, um, you can really detach. So, um, but I mean, it's always good. And like, obviously like my, my parents are still there. I still have, you know, my sister's there. Um, so it's, it's cool, but my, like, oh man, like my parents, they, they love it now. Cause it's like, now they have places to go. When I was in Miami, they were in Miami, you know, and when I was in LA, you know, or I'm here in LA, they're in LA or their, their favorite is, Hey, let's meet in Vegas. <laughs> so that and which is actually funny because i just got back from vegas uh yesterday morning it was 3 a.m i just got back from vegas i went and spent a couple of days with my parents out there nice yeah. yeah wiling out or what are you doing out uh, in vegas? Well, actually so it was um it was, it was my my girlfriend it's her little sister's graduation and so my parents actually flew out to go to the graduation which was cool because it was just like both of our families we were able to kind of connect and um just just hang out we definitely lost a little bit of money but <laughs> as one does yeah man vegas is not vegas is not my friend but uh but it was definitely it's a good time man i was like i was like going out there and just you know like i said it was just even better this time because i got to i got to see my folks yeah what kind of what kind of games you play when you're in vegas oh man um roulette roulette um, yeah man Ooh. i love it it's it's probably like it's my addiction yeah yeah and then obviously like my, my parents are big on the slots so i'll hang out with them on the slots and stuff oh, like man. that i've never ever ever been good at cards and i actually remember you guys used to go crazy for cards back in the day yeah and like i've never <laughs> that's not my cup of tea I, I i thought i was getting good at blackjack at one point and vegas proved me wrong yeah <laughs> yeah no, vegas approve all your assumptions yeah, so i was just like yeah no it's definitely that's not that's not for me yeah roulette is a it, it's kind of a riveting thing craps is kind of fun too oh yeah craps is crazy oh, like, i never played any of those games uh until like last year yeah yeah and then i got on a craps table my friends are okay just do this do this do this and all of a sudden i'm up like 250 bucks and i'm like oh shit this is how this thing works and then you know you become 
then you lose all your money right after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's the minute the minute you're like, oh, oh shit, like we're doing good. Yep, gone. Yeah, I'm just gonna bet it all right now. I got great luck. Yeah, just yeah, just goes away. Yeah, and so you're in LA now, and um, you know, you're you're sort of in the creative space, um, sort of like I am, but but in somewhat of a different way. And um, you know, you worked at Hubble for a while, and um, you do a lot of just really interesting like aesthetic type stuff. Um, and so like, how has that experience been going from Miami into LA where like LA is, you know, it's the, the content cultural TV entertainment epicenter of the universe. Um, how's that journey been? Um, so that's actually been, it's been really interesting. And I think that kind of plays a lot into my, into my youth. Um, obviously growing up in like the rural area that we did, I always kind of felt like I was, I was a little bit different. Um, I kind of always had my, my head like buried in magazines and glued to just like TV, you know, just because you, we don't really have, we don't have access to any of that. And so I think obviously it kind of, it's just like an outlet to, to see what the world has to offer. I guess, obviously the media paints it how they want to paint it and they make it uh, like they give it a certain appeal. But for a kid like me, you know, like I, I, like I said, I was just always had like this, I, I knew like the minute I, the minute I graduated, I knew I was going to, I was going to go, I was going to go and I wasn't going to go back. And so, um, um, I guess when I finally got to a point where I had like, I had access to so much, you know, I, and I was kind of like, you really, like I said, you, you kind of, you can kind of paint whatever picture you want, you know, you can do whatever you want. So I, um, I obviously got into fashion a little bit um, and, um, just kind of like my, my, social circle like we all kind of had like common interests so it's kind of cool you know and and it, i ran with like a pretty good community in in florida a lot of like i guess influencers before like influencers was really like a thing um it, it was kind of like the dawn of influencers but um it was really cool because it was just like i really got a first hand to experience like how people curate like events and how people curate the quote-unquote cool you know so like they do like weekend events you know and then they would kind of like grow this buzz you know where it's like almost like a they they had like a want factor like oh like i want to be at this place oh i have to be at this place oh so and so is at this place so it's kind of cool like to watch i guess like people and how how they did their branding you know and they kind of just they they market things a certain way and it just makes it appealing you know um so you know just kind of seeing that you know how that kind of all like fell into place and like just see how people have kind of curated these these um, I don't know what to call it. Like, I guess I don't. I want to say lifestyles, but just like they've they've curated so much from from lifestyles to just things that you want to be a part of, you know. So when you come to LA, take take. I mean, a city like Miami, like you can do that. You can make it look cool. But when you come to LA, it's like the like you said, it's like the capital of the world of of media. So coming out here, um, I got involved with a, with a company called Hubble Studio, and that was that was a game changer for me because they um. I mean, that's exactly what they do. They, they, they curate content, you know? And um, I got brought on as creative director. So I, like I said, I'd always had like a thing for, for fashion. Um, I've always kind of just been like a little bit more fashion forward. I've really, ever since I was young, I've kind of always just been myself and, and dressed how I wanted and, you know, may have stood out a little bit growing up. But, I, you know, like I said, it was just, it was just part of who I was. So I think I've always, I've always kind of carried that with me. So I kind of, I just built a relationship with the with the guy um, who initially started Hubble Studio, and he's like came to me and he's like, "Hey, like, I want to start a brand," 
I don't really know too much about starting brands, but if you want, if you want to come help me out, like, let's make it happen. I was like, all right. So, um, I hopped on board. Like again, moving to LA was a risk. I didn't know anything. Same, same situation. When I moved to Miami, I didn't know anybody. When I moved to LA, I really didn't, I didn't know anybody. So I met him when I was out here. We just happened to know a couple of people in common and he just put his trust in me, came on board. And, um, we, uh, I remember we went to this like vintage like warehouse, right? And it was like we were digging through like um like um old like champion hoodies, like super just nasty. Like imagine like the biggest warehouse ever and just piles on piles on piles of like old vintage clothes. And they're not washed, I take it. At, at all. <laughs> and we're in this like we're in this place dig <laughs> digging through piles of clothes and, and just trying to find like the best like like whether it's like natural distress or, or something like that, you know, trying to find the best quality champion hoodies and sweatshirts. We, I'm not playing. We probably left with like six, seven bags of, of these <laughs> old gross sweaters. And I remember we took them to a wash house, washed everything out. And then I remember I was sitting at the computer and I designed, it just said Hubble studio. And it was like this logo. I picked this font and we, we literally screen printed it on the back of these, these champion hoodies. And Basically, the plan was like we were just going to give them to our friends and family or not our friends and family, but just like our friends, you know, oh, yeah, and family. And then obviously, like any kind of clients that we felt necessary, we were going to just give them a, a hoodie. You know, it's like, hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for coming. And the, the point of it was like we kind of wanted to build this culture of like um, exclusivity. Yeah. Like, hey, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd you get that? Oh, well, we got it from the whole studio. How do I get that? Oh, you can't. Why? Because you have to either know somebody there, you have to work some, with, with somebody there or, you know, you just got to kind of have like the, the 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 keys to the whatever like the <laughs> to their world right and um so actually it's funny we just so happened to be shooting kylie jenner at one of our like one of the first events or one of the first photo shoots that like kind of i guess came on board or came came about and um we made her we made a sweater and we put it in a room and she took it and that was that and i didn't think anything of it and then maybe four or five months down the road we get up on social media like in the morning and we probably have like, I want to say like two or 300 DMs oh, shit. of people sending us pictures of Kylie wearing the sweater that we made. And we're like, oh, well, I think we have some here. And um, so we were just like, hey, let's, let's run with it. So um, at that point, we hadn't been selling anything. We were just giving stuff out and kind of just branding, building our brand, you know, just a lot of um, just, just handouts, just people to promote it, people to kind of drive traffic to the studio and stuff like that. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean that was definitely that was probably like the first time we were like, okay, like we have some kind of traction. We have some eyes on the on the um, on the studio. We have some eyes on the at, on the clothing at that point. And then it was just a matter of just kind of like building our building our team, a couple of graphic designers, um, you know, things like that. Just 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 creatives and and just getting people to come down. Cool thing about it is like the studio is definitely like a space where we. Cool thing about the guy who 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 ran the studio, he didn't really care about money. Money was, wasn't like his thing. He just wanted to create like a, a legacy, you know? And he just wanted to create this cool like subculture that people just wanted to be affiliated with or involved with in some way or another. Um, so that was always something that I really admired. And that's definitely something I took away because it's just like I said, when, you, when, when you're exclusive, people want to be a part of that, you know? And it's like when you can get something and you can take something away from that, <laughs> it makes people feel special, you know? Yeah. So it's like a, it's a, it's a form of, it's like a form of currency to them, you know, like they're like, oh, great. This is cool. Or if, if, if they, if you're wearing a t-shirt that nobody else can get, but it's everywhere and it's seen on, it's seen on, you know, social media, it's seen on media websites and you have something that's, that's social currency, you know, you're like, Hey, yeah, I have this. Like, it makes you feel cool. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, 
that was that was probably like one of like the most like rewarding experiences I've had, obviously in my adult ages. That's fascinating, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know <clears throat> the 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 thought of exclusivity, especially in fashion. And, um, you know, I think that we were very similar in a way growing up in Western Nebraska and just not fitting the mold at all. I mean, you know, I was always sort of an outsider in that way. And, uh, I think you were too, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, it's, it's therefore not that surprising that like you just go show up to a spot that you don't know anyone, right. Whether it be Miami or LA Mm -hmm. and, to hear your story about going into to Hubble and, and, and creating that clothing brand. Um, it was really fascinating to watch. And uh, it's interesting, too, because I feel like in, in fashion in particular, it's uh, exclusivity really is. It's like, a you know, you have the dollar currency. And then, like you said, you have this weird social currency attached to all of it as well. And in L.A., what you'll see, and I'm sure a lot of people see this just generally, but, you know, Supreme is probably the, you know, most famous for their exclusive drops and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and people line up on Melrose for these drops of sneaks or shirts or, you know, beanies, literally anything pretty much. Yeah. Um, put their name on. Yeah. Like how do you think that the groundswell, like the unlock there is, you know, you, you sort of create just a limited version of whatever it is. Right. And it's this unique and cool thing. You build a subculture around it and then you get essentially a, a couple of influential people to rock that that makes it really sort of take that that upper echelon status in 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 fashion um yeah i mean i think that's that's uh, that's definitely like a key I, and, and i've seen like a lot of designers that that um especially now um and, and especially with like like you said like supreme or even streetwear in general i feel like streetwear has kind of like taken over um you know the industry and it's it's influenced even like the you think about these legacy brands um, but I see a lot of designers who do, they, they kind of keep it, um, they keep their, their, their stuff super limited, super exclusive. And you're right. Like, it's like, they, that's how they grow so fast, you know, and that's how they build that. That's how they get people talking. Like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I didn't get this shoe. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know? And then it's next thing you know, it's just, that becomes the talk of, that becomes the talk of a, of a, of an outing. That becomes the talk of a dinner. That becomes the talk of, you know, an event that becomes the talk of the city. You know, it just becomes like really big. And like I said, with the power of social media, it's like, it catches like wildfire, you know? So I think exclusivity is like, is definitely, is definitely big. Um, but it's gotta be done the right way because it can't, you can't be so exclusive that, you know, people just kind of give up because I think in, in today's age, like our, our attention span is like, you know, it's, it's over super quick. So it's like, man, if I can't, if I can't get my hands on it, within let's say a month after it drops i'm already looking for the next thing you know yeah you move to the next brand yeah so um but yeah man that's an interesting point actually because it's it is like like you got to kind of thread the needle right it's like a really fine line between being exclusive and not available to everybody yeah but simultaneously being available enough yeah to where like that that core consumer early adopter crowd still tries to cop it yeah, no, for sure. And, 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 and again, too, like working with, with social media influencers, I really hate that word, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean that obviously, I think that really, that can really benefit, but it can also dilute your brand too, especially if you get the wrong people wearing your stuff, you know, everybody's Absolutely. trying to, everybody's trying to build a brand. Everybody's trying to do something, but at the end of the day, it's like, it, it's who's wearing your brand, you right. know? Um, yeah, and your brand can get hijacked too. Oh, 
thousand percent. And I it's see like, it happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh what was it? Crystal? You know, Cristal, like champagne. Yeah. So Cristal, and I didn't know this story, but uh, a friend of mine uh, is involved in one of the Cristal's like competitors, like high end, you know, champagne, champagne. and whatnot. Um, and she told me the story. She's like, yeah, well, Cristal, what they did was, you know, they had Cristal, whatever. And it was always like this, you know, super highfalutin, high net worth, like familial wealth type shit that you and I are both so disconnected from, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's how they viewed their brand is like this super, you know, prim and proper oh, from the, you know. Yeah. Champagne region of France and all this shit. And then uh, all these rappers were just like pouring it on booties in thongs, in songs. And Cristal was like, so fucking pissed they started talking shit yeah. about all these rappers and basically you know influence before there was social media right and mm-hmm. music videos and um and then <laughs> that that entire community was like oh that's how you feel cool terrible move for Cristal so oh, like 100%. it could, would have been better if they would have just leveraged it in in that case but um then again sometimes your your brand can get hijacked and it's it is an actual negative thing it's just nothing you can really yeah. Oh, of course. Do. And and it's crazy because I um, like I follow like a lot of um a lot of different, I guess like um like media outlets and like blogs and stuff like that. And it's funny how like you used the word hijack. Like it's crazy how, like when fashion, it's it's not really reinventing the wheel. I always say that. It's but it's like it's crazy how much like people can reference and how people can just blatantly like knock something off and make it their own. You know. So it's and you know, like I said, you see it all the time, and it's like. It's crazy because it's like if you have any type of following and you have any type of cult, like cultural following, these people soak that up and they don't, they don't care. Like, you know, I mean, like Crystal, like you could, yeah, it's a prime example. Like it's this, this prestigious champagne, but it's like they played their, they played their cards wrong. Somebody could literally replicate that exact same thing and be like, hey. <laughs> this is just as good. Yep. You pour it on as many booties as you want. You know, <laughs> like yeah, we're all about that. And it's like once the culture embraces that that can skyrocket your company. Um, we always talk about what was called the, um, the Kanye effect. And it's like how at, at one point, and even at this point, like he, he was just such a, such an influence where it's like it, anything that he touched in a certain point, it was just like, it, it turned to gold. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of great brands out right now that, um, that are doing fairly well because he happened to kind of just put his hand on it at, a, at the right time, you know, and, and it changed people's lives like that, you know, and it's just like, obviously the work, the work ethic has to come with it. You know, he was just kind of like the, the golden ticket. Right. I, I could have made a, a screen print t-shirt and if he would have wore it in a certain, a certain time frame, that t-shirt would have probably been on every, every major like high end retailer across the nation, you know? Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy, but it's like, we're in this really weird transitional stage where it's like, we don't really have, I mean, and I don't want to say we, we don't have, but there's not anybody who has that like Midas touch anymore. Like, so it's like, I think that's why people kind of use like, um, I mean, obviously they're still playing along the lines of like using like PR companies and, and micro influencers, micro influencers are really big now because they still kind of control like the youth, you know, like the youth is really big too. Cause the youth can dictate, I guess the cool, you know, this brand is cool. Where right. this brand, you know, and so it's just it's it's really crazy to just see how, again, how companies do their marketing. And marketing is amazing. That's definitely something like I I I have to like get more into marketing because it's it's a genius and it is, man, that can literally take you if you if you just have that that there, you just have to have something in you. But like, man, like you can <laughs> literally take anything. You can market it the right way, and it could be the next 
like the, the greatest thing ever, you know? That's right. So yeah, amazing. It's, it's also rare, like, you know, you and I are both creatives and it, it's rare that uh, creatives can also just take that next step. Like even if it's a creative direction, that's mm-hmm. a big step from just, you know, designing things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, you know, marketing things and then starting yeah. a thing that you, then you then market and also create the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, there, there's so, so many opportunities for creatives. I think that like the, the tool set that creatives have is it, it's like magic. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, people that don't know how to, to design things, draw things, create things on Photoshop, Illustrator, et cetera. It's, it's literally like magic. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, you just made that? Like, what is that thing? Yeah. You know? And you're like, yeah, I just like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, which is, and which is cool too. Cause like, like I'll take for instance myself, like, um, I, I have a million things going on in my head, but I'm not, I'm not good at Photoshop. I'm not good with Illustrator. I'm horrible at drawing, but luckily like I work with people who are able to translate what's in my mind onto paper and then take it from paper and actually craft it into a garment. So that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the blessing of, like I said, I guess just building something that people want to be a part of and that's your team, you know? And it's like, at that point, the sky's the limit. You know, you can really, you can go whatever whatever direction you want. It's cool too because it's like I remember watching this this um, I remember I was like on like VH1 or something like that, and I was about this this music producer, you know, who who kind of like was running the charts. He he had major production in like the early two thousands with two thousands, right? Produced by such and such, produced by such and such, but he couldn't play an instrument. But mm. he would sit with people who could, and he's like, no, I want it to sound like this. No, I need it to sound like this. Oh, I want you to bring in the drums here. Oh, I want you to, to, to bring in the, the, the guitars here, you know? Yeah. And like I said, so it's, it's really cool. It's like you can really curate and, and create what you're trying to do just by having the right people in the room. That's right. And, you know, was, uh, th- there is no gigantic company that you can think of that doesn't have employees. Right. Oh, yeah. They have you have to. Yeah. And like you have to entrust all of them to execute on on the vision, mm-hmm. you know, and that in and of itself is an insane skill to have. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to translate, A, your thoughts, right, into a language yeah. that they understand. And then also be good at communicating oh, for 100%. and hearing them out and making sure they feel good and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a beast. They're, yeah, 100%. People, we're, we're all different. We all operate differently, you know. And it's like, <laughs> I actually worked with this kid and he was just like, man, like, people are so damn emotional these days. People are always in their feelings. Like, oh, what the hell's wrong with everybody? Everybody's so damn soft. And it's, it's, it's funny because, again, like, I, and I think that growing up, like, we kind of just dealt with shit. You know, yeah. like, you deal with it. You know, like, yep. there's no, there's no, like, I don't, like, what do you, what are, why are you telling me how you feel? Like, I don't care. Just, just figure it out. Yeah, you know? suck it up. Exactly. So it's like, where you get, like, a lot of, like, younger people now, and I feel like everybody's so damn emotional and in their feelings like it's crazy like you know so it's you're 100 right man it's like <laughs> learning how to deal with this new this new age and like like kids who grew up on the internet and like you know just like wanting to express themselves and it's like it, you're just like it could be mentally taxing oh yeah man <laughs> and you're like we're still pretty young like we we grew up with the internet but we didn't grow up with the internet on our phones oh yeah and it just like you know for us to get on the internet you had to sit there at a computer tower you know, like yeah. laptops were a really thing when we were little kids. Yeah. Like you could get on you know, MySpace when we were teenagers eventually, but like now you just have access, unfettered access in your fucking pocket, to anything to you want. And that is weird. And I've noticed it too. People are really up and in their feelings a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. probably a little more than they should be. I think there is something to be said for being 
able to be resilient. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, maybe I'm feeling these emotions. Maybe I'm feeling these feelings. I should probably just deal with those internally first and then maybe uh, allow them to ex- exit to my body through yeah, my I mean, mouth, I, you know? Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody's different, too. That's like true. I said, and, 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 the, oh, and the greatest thing about LA is just we have, you can't be whatever you want because you have access to so much therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, man. <laughs> I feel like everybody in LA has got a therapist. Yeah. Um, but no, shout out to, shout out to, to good mental health, man. Take care of yourself. People. Yeah, for real. No, that is one of those things like, you know, so, so a lot of people, uh, never actually go get help. Yeah. Oh, and man, that can be a super, super disaster. And if anyone's had any sort of, you know, mental illness in, in themselves or in their, in their families, uh, in their friends or their loved ones or whatever, like that could be some super detrimental shit. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I've seen it over the years too. Like just like kind of people just dealing with like like their their inner battles you know and i've seen it turn out for the good and i've seen obviously turn out for the bad but um i mean again too like i said i think it's 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 a lot's changed over the years and um and again too i don't know if it's because of of the media and social media right i don't know you know yeah it's an interesting thing too it's like a double-edged sword like social media can cause more like mental angst right the fomo and the comparing yourself to whatever it yeah. is and then but simultaneously it's also like an outlet in a way yeah yeah it's interesting yeah so there's a, there's a strange dichotomy there to be had it, amazing but again too like i said it's 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 not stopping yeah no it's not <laughs> for sure it's gonna not stopping going. gonna keep going what do you think the next thing is oh man this right? is crazy like we this is another conversation where it's like we I've tried to like think like man like what can top like what because you think about it, like you, you just said it like we we grew up in MySpace you know like that was like man and that was a game changer we were just like why like you didn't know what to do with it it was just so it was so powerful in its time and it's just so like kind of a way for us to like I guess promote ourselves and 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 you know selfies and whatever I, who knows what it was at the time Music, talking to music, chicks. musical taste yeah, yeah hell yeah girls all day you know like like i think that was probably like the first time i ever really dealt with like coding you know oh, like, yeah. <laughs> um and then see that blossom into what like facebook was after that and facebook was cool but that was obviously it was just a, it was a completely different level i was like you're that was like you're you were maturing that was like you're you're, you're <laughs> you're going into the next your next phase like <laughs> my space is for the kids and now now let's show people you know that we're more adulted and we're more grown you know and then instagram came and just i don't even know like even even things that i've tried to contend with 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 instagram eventually got bought up by instagram right or yeah i mean facebook facebook bought, bought instagram and then pretty much any feature that any yeah. other app had like snapchat had yeah. stories yeah i was like yeah i was using snapchat for a while right and oh, and snapchat was huge too. yeah it was great for like a year and then also instagram said oh you got stories on your check this out and just annihilated yeah the stories but what's next that's tough man like it's 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 gonna have to be i don't even know Cause even now, like man, like I like I love Instagram. Don't get me wrong, and I'm and I'm on Instagram way more than I should be. But to to think of something that could potentially take even more of my social life and my time, like I I don't want it, man. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Whatever's next, make definitely don't make get, it more addicting. Yeah, like like Please. shut off after a certain amount of time. Like you've, you've used your amount of time in the week. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be something crazy. I know that it'll definitely be something big, and it's it might take a 
a little while before it turns into the monster that it's going to be. But and I and I think it's coming soon too. I but w- as to what, I have no idea. I know, right? I wonder, like you know, you think about things in the past that were created, like an industry is created, and you have some first to market, and some of the first to market they fall off. And then some new players come along, and then they kind of establish themselves. And then there are no new players for a really long time, like the car industry or something like that, right? So, like, cars are invented. You got Studebaker and Imperial and, like, Bubba's cars or whatever the fuck, you know, just a bunch of random shit. And then the Great Depression happens. They all go bankrupt. (laughs) And then you just have, like, Ford, Chrysler, Chevy, and whatever for... 70 years 80 years yeah. until tesla came along and that that's really been like the first one since then yeah i wonder if like you know we went through all like you know you got the twitters and the snapchats and the live journals and the myspaces and all that shit yeah and i wonder if like it the dust will settle and there'll be like just a few of those platforms for the next 20 years until someone just fucking yeah and comes and just yeah and that lights everything yeah <laughs> no it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting Definitely yeah. something to look forward to. And like I said, I, I love technology, man. I love I love tech in general. And I think being in this area too has like been really cool. Like I've definitely seen a lot of people, um, you know, like even like smaller apps, like like creating certain things. Like I mean, and 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 the convenience that it brings to people's lives. Like shit, look at Uber Eats. Oh. Like, you know, or or, or postmates. Like I'm embarrassed like, to admit how much I've spent on Uber oh, Eats. Oh, well, I'm literally year. right now we're having a, we're having this interview, and I was just about to say, hey, do you want me to postmate some coffee? Because I need coffee. Like, but it, but like the, the convenience of that is so awesome, man. Like, just bro, I can literally at the click of like the slide my phone, unlock it. I can grocery shop from my phone, and in an hour and a half, it'll be at my door. Yeah, amazing. You can you prime know? now some shit. Yeah, in an yeah. hour, it's here. amazing. So it's just like it's crazy. Um, online shopping, greatest thing ever. Like, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah it's like what what can we actually you know what let's let's develop an app that'll get people outside more that's what i'm saying you know it's you crazy too. Force them out. We, like we grew up i grew up outside bro like i like Same, i played man. outside you know i hung out it's so funny i saw this meme it says when you were when you were when you were when we were little this is how we found our friends and i had like a pile of bikes like <laughs> you know we had to get out and go ride around and look for them you know yeah. get in your car and go drive around and look for them <laughs> you know there was no there was no trackers no and i grew up out in, uh, out in the country did you grow up out in the yeah, country I grew too up in the country too yeah <clears throat> yeah we're both in the country like dirt road yep fucking not even like a neighborhood park or anything like that uh, no so outside of school <laughs> yeah you ride your bike around there's one time this uh <laughs> so i'm running around my bike and I'm, I may be like, I don't know, 10 years old or something like that. And like you said, you just ride around and then you find new kids and you hang out with the new kids. <clears throat> so I find this new kid and he's riding up to me. And I can't remember who I was riding bikes with, some, one of my friends. And uh, this kid's like three years older than me, four years older than me, something yeah. like that. He turned out of the trailer park and then like we meet up, right? And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's a good potential friend, you know? <laughs> and uh, he comes with a whole different mentality of the situation. He comes oh, wow. up, he's like, he's like, hey. I like those tires. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 10 years old, right? He's like, yeah, you know those little caps on those tires? I'm like, like the cap? He's like, yeah, I want those. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) I'm not going to give you these fucking caps, bro. (laughs) And, um, you know, my my dad luckily had taught me, like, you know, you just just don't allow people to to take advantage of you like that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm just like, uh no i'm okay i'm just gonna 
And then I just rode off. <laughs> I thought he was going to jump me, bro. I was like, this guy's going to steal yeah, my he... little tire caps. Shout out to that guy. I wonder where he's at. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I wish I remembered his fucking name. <laughs> Shout out to that guy for sure. <laughs> he's probably uh, smoking meth. Hope the best for him. Hope the best. Hope the best for him. <laughs> no way will towards that guy. Maybe he... I hope... You know what I hope? I hope he founded a fucking bicycle tire cap he business somewhere. He might have. <laughs> he might have. He might be doing his thing. You think about that, though, like that certain situation, like I said, man, like to, to be... It, it kind of just brings me back to like how we kind of started off the conversation of like where we're from in like such a rural area. Like it's, it's, it's awesome to me to, to, to hear, like, you know, like I said, like we grew up in the country, you know? My my nearest neighbor from me was about a half a mile away, you know. I literally lived in the middle of, of cornfields, like legit, like there was just cornfields all around me, you know. So it, it's funny, like I was telling you earlier, like I, I always show people like on Google Maps, like no, like this is where I'm from, like <laughs> like not like not only is this just the city where I'm from, let me show you where my house is, you know. And it's like you zoom in, it's just like green, you know. So it's like. For us to be from such a small area and it's like to be out here and to be able to 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 do something like this, like it actually it's really cool to me. Like it 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 you know, I guess like in in our in our journey and like in our in our time, you know, as as we've grown up, it's like we don't really like so I, I at least myself, like I really don't find myself like taking a step back and kind of looking at where I've come from as to where I'm at, like and, and to where I'm at right now. So it's like this is pretty gnarly, man. This is, it is. It's definitely sick. And, yeah, it's and, one of those moments right now. Kind yeah, of. for sure. So it's like, man, and like, like again, too, like just like through the power of social media and like seeing like what you've accomplished. Like that's, bro. That to me, like I like the the amount. Like I love seeing people do shit, man. I love seeing people like accomplish things and like like you have a lot to be proud for, you know. So it's like, let me say congratulations <laughs> to you because, like I said, like, um, bro, even before I saw like with like what you had done, like I had known about your product. I just didn't know it was you. Oh no shit. Yeah. So <laughs> that was kind of crazy. Like um and it it was so funny when um months ago or maybe like I don't even know, it was a few months back like you had sent a big box to our office and I work with a girl who is actually uh shout out Vendela. She um she is the biggest fan of your product, right? And she she saw me eating like uh, you sent me a small box first and yeah. she came to the office and she's like, "Where the hell did you get those?" <laughs> And I'm like, oh, it's one of my friends. I was like, he's actually like, this is his. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no. She's like, like those are his snacks. I was like, no, like these are like his snacks. Like, <laughs> like this is his stuff. She's like, no fucking way. She's like, I love that shit. And she's like, tell him to send us a box. And I was like, all right. And um, you know, like, like just to be in like these situations, like I said, like you, you know, when we're young, you don't think about it. But it's just like we worked our asses off to get to where we're at. And we, you know, we we you know we're just playing the cards we're dealt and we're making the most of it you know so you know i'm definitely proud of you man like that's that's pretty badass and like i said like we're i know that's 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 only the beginning you know likewise there's a lot going on too and um just like i said it's like it's like really just making that effort to to every opportunity that comes to your door just to make the most of it and um you know whereas myself like i'm obviously i took a step back from my my position as creative director of the studio to to go on to the next level and um you know there's a lot of things that i'm working on right now too but again like it's it's one of these like it's almost like i'm I'm just going down my, my checklist of things like that you know like that i guess i kind of like was dreaming of as a kid of doing you know so it's it's like to be able to to say that like i'm just kind of working my way towards these things it's pretty it's pretty gnarly and then like i said just to know that um there's people that come from the same area that I'm from that are also doing the same thing. Like it's pretty badass. Cause to be honest, aside from you, 
I really don't know. I really don't know too many people who are really like um, doing like. I I mean I I know I know a handful of people who are doing great. Yeah. You know, but as far as like in terms of like um, I'm trying to think how to say this. Like not. Not so much in the limelight, because like I said, like obviously, like we're we're obviously we're involved in in social media a little bit more. Yeah. Not to say that the people who aren't involved in social media aren't doing great for themselves, but obviously, visually, I I see the things that you're doing. Right. You know. So I don't really visually see a lot of people doing things. Not to say that they're not. Yeah. But um, but you know, I, and I do know a couple which I won't name any names, but and and shout out to them as well. But yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like I just I just <laughs> like seeing I like seeing what you're doing, man. Dude, likewise, bro. I, I you I'm not gonna be able to say it uh, any better than you just did. But like, it's it's one of those cool things where like you know we're two kids that grew up in in the country with yeah. like not a lot, yeah, and no like connections or resources at all out here or anywhere actually you know and you know to 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 see everything that you've done and and the creative journey that you've been on has been uh really cool to see and you know i was thinking about having a guest for the podcast i'm like i gotta fucking get neil on here for sure you You know because i've been watching you since um you know you were in miami uh and now in la and hubble doing all this cool stuff and you know it's like you know it's it's just it's it's really rewarding to see not even just somebody that you know or a friend of yours do really well, but also somebody who, you know, grew up in like the same small ass area, similar conditions, and then just have like the not giving a fuck attitude enough to just move somewhere else and just go for it. Yeah. And that just going for it thing is rare. Oh yeah. I mean, you definitely gotta have, you gotta have the guts to do it. But I mean, and again, too, like, I think like being, being young, I I just always knew that it was going to be something I was going to do. Like, I like, bro, I'm not playing. I think we graduated and I'm, and the next day, I remember the next day I went and stayed with my sister in Omaha, stayed there for about a week. I came back, packed my stuff. And within a week after that, I was in Denver, lived (laughs) in Denver and I just figured it out. I remember I got a, I got a job at like a, like a, like a sneaker store. I think it was like a journeys or some shit in the mall. And just like, let me figure it out. journeys yeah and um just like you know like i said and to do that like just like i said it's just been like um like like an ongoing list of things like i remember like bro i'd always have like magazines like the source magazine and double xl and like vogue and like weird like weird magazines you know and it's like i was in the source magazine you know and i I got into double xl a clothing line that i'm working with right now is covered by vogue you know, like it's crazy. You've been to to you know, like shows internationally, like like full blown fashion shows, like you know. So it's like, and I'm like, man, I'm just a kid from Nebraska, right? You That's know, so, so fucking badass. Yeah, man, it is, dude. It's so fucking badass. So. You know, it's like you you you. It's a rare breed of human to be able to escape that area and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, besides you. I mean, like you said, like I know, I know people that that you know we grew up with that are doing fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're lawyers or they're dentists or they're whatever safe occupational something something that they work for whoever. Um, but but not a lot of just like oh, I'm just gonna go do me. Yeah, it it somewhere. I uh, see. So you, you said it, it's playing it safe, know? and there's nothing wrong with that. Playing, not at all. Playing it safe is is great. And just like not I said, in like me. oh, it's not in me. Like <laughs> like I man, like I you know, and it's like I look at you know. Like man, like I, I and like again, I'm I'm 31, and so I'm like man, like I have friends that were parents of four by the time they were 24, and I'm just like, 
Oh yeah. And 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 they're happy. Great shout out. But I'm like, man, like I, that never. I don't think that I. I don't. No, that wouldn't have been me. I mean, obviously, it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> wasn't me either. Um, but like I said, and, and even at this point, like I'm like I'm not. I I don't really find myself really near that time. And I know it may. Who knows? Maybe at some time. But it's like I'm. I just feel like I'm so focused on just accomplishing shit, man. Just just getting to that next level. Like I feel like that's where my brain is. That's where my mind is. That's where my all my energy is being directed towards that. You know. And I feel like that's that's kind of what I find happiness in. You know. Same, man. Like I feel the exact same way. I feel like the relentless pursuit of the next great thing yeah. is what drives me too. And you know, Barnana won't be the last. It's the fr- it's it's one of the first things. Like that. Yeah. That's just another stepping stone onto the next greatest awesome thing. And I think that having that mentality just brings better happiness and and the better that you can leverage that while you're young the better then you can pass it on to potential children down the road at least the way that i think about things um you know like yeah i'd like to have a you know a uh a main squeeze you know Mm -hmm. and 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 have kids and all that shit but right now right now it's not a chance yeah my lifestyle is just not conducive to it right now no of course and that and again too like i think that really that applies a certain amount of pressure to to one's life too. Like I said, because it's like you, our focus and dedication is on our is on our craft, is on our is on our our hustle, you know. So it's like you, you, I feel like we're kind of like in that situation where it's just like I can't let anything hinder my 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 passion to just go, you know. Yeah. And and not to say that that you can't balance, but sometimes it's a little bit easier when you don't have to it's not there's nothing wrong with being selfish no not at all <laughs> not at all especially when you're young when you have the opportunity to do it you gotta do it you 100%. know it's like you gotta play the game that that, that you're in sometimes and For sure. i had the weirdest realization the other day dude i was like so i'm 31 too right and i had the realization i was like oh shit i'm my dad's age when i was old enough to remember his birthday wow like birthday cake party and all that shit and I can see like the video in my head of my dad and the cake being 31 when I was like seven or eight or whatever. And I'm That's like, crazy. Whoa. I, I, I'm, <laughs> no. When my, dad, when my dad was 31, I still wasn't even a thought. Oh, really? I, my, I think my dad had me at 33. Damn, you did it right, huh? Yeah. So That's legit. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, it's funny too because my sisters. I feel like my sisters look at me sometimes, like, "What are you, what are you doing, man? Like, what, what's going on?" You know, like, why aren't you producing? Like, right. <laughs> um, but I mean, like I said, it's it's just different, different journeys, man. Different paths, different. Just well, it's, it's the self awareness of like knowing what what makes you happy and what drives you to to do better things and for some people that's having kids at 22 yeah you know some people that's starting a company at 22 or becoming a brain surgeon or or whatever you know but it's like you got to employ that that self-awareness upon yourself because if you don't do that and you just kind of go with the flow you can find yourself in a position where you're like full of regret and that i think at least for me is the number one thing i try to like i don't want to regret anything yeah yes me either at all that and you know it's right that you literally hit the hit the nail on the head with that because like i like i've always told myself like i'm like i'll do it and and i'd rather regret myself for doing something that i want to do like fuck maybe i shouldn't have done that but at (laughs) least i did it because i was like i don't want to be like damn like what if i what if i would have done that you know like and then living with that like you know like that that doesn't really sit well with me. So I'm, like I said, we're go getters, man. Like you got to go and get it. Like whatever it is, like just just figure it out if you if you 
have to take steps back and kind of like reassess and and structure yourself to get to where you want to go do whatever you need to do but go 100 percent. you know got to go get it because no one's gonna go get it for you no, no. like like okay oh maybe maybe you got like you know bajillionaire parents you know trust fund whatever yeah. but even then like you gotta go get something yeah like okay you got the money but like what are you doing you're just playing call of duty and you know eating cheetos and jerking off all day yeah. like what the fuck you doing with your life well, there's an abundance <laughs> of, of that here too like Right? That's, How wild is that? Because, bro. bro, where we grew up, like being rich would like living on the hill. You know those people yeah. that lived on the hill? Yep. And you're like, oh man, you live on the hill? Yeah. Oh shit, you got like three newish cars in your yeah. family? That's rich to us. Yeah. Uh, you know, living out in the, in the country. And then, like, you know, you come here and it's like, uh, or my first realization was in Sacramento. And I'm going to school and, you know, I'm 18, fresh out of high school, fresh out of Nebraska, show up. And these kids are driving like, BMWs, Mercedes, everything at 18, mm -hmm. brand new. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> this is crazy. I think my, my moment was, um, obviously I got into, like, I'd, um, I'd kind of been like hopping around like jobs and stuff. I worked in the hospitality industry for a while. And then I got into, um, high-end retail and that's where it was just like, Ooh. like wow. Um, you know, like, and in Florida, like it was a little bit different. I think the the real, like the real shock was when I moved to LA. Though not that I hadn't seen money by that time. Like I'd seen millionaires and millionaires and millionaires and millionaires and every foreign car you could imagine. But I think <laughs> like coming out here it was just completely different because in Florida it's an import export state, so you see a lot of money. There's a lot of like money that built the city and a lot of like people who are like based there. But but it's in and out, in and out, in and out. So when I moved to to California, I think what really just blew my mind was the amount of money that's just, that's living here that's not going anywhere and um the asian culture oh yeah i'm talking like like you said 18 year olds not even not even bmws like ferraris oh yeah Lamborghinis, like like come into the store and spend eighty thousand dollars <sighs> with the swipe of a card like no like no question like they don't they don't care like to them it's just like whatever you know so that was just like man there's there's like there's real money out here. Like there's, you know, and like I said, obviously, um, I saw it more on like, like a tangible level, like, cause these are people who are just buying like, like, um, like materialistic shit. But I'm just like, man, like yeah. to even have the kind of money to just go into a store and be like, damn, like I'm going to shop today. I'm going to spend $30,000. Like, yeah. And like, it's nothing. And I'll see you next week. That's yeah, one outfit. I need a new one next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, okay, like this is, <laughs> this is, this is wild, you know? So, um, and, it's crazy because it's like, but you see these kids, like you said, like, and, 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 and shout out to them because it's like that they were fortunate enough to, to be able to grow up in, in those circumstances, you know, but I'm like, damn, like I, like me, like my parents didn't have money. Like, you know, like we struggled, I struggled and, and, you know, they struggled. I didn't go without, but they made sure that I, that I never went without, you know? Yeah. So, but I'm like, man, to just think about like these kids who have never had to, they've never had a want in their world. Like it's just whatever, like. Just take it, whatever you need, go. You know, and it's a dangerous thing too. You Very know? dangerous because they don't res they don't they don't really understand what that is. Yeah, true. And again, too, like it's not it's not like it's not their fault. It gets you know, like I said, they they just they just grew up how they grew up. You know, totally. but it's like man, like you think about some some of these kids who are like, okay, I understand what I have. How can I 
how can I make something of that? Not, I don't want to just be that kid that just sits around and like uses my parents' money for dumb shit, like, or, you know, for no reason. Like, yeah. let me put a plan together and let me do something that we can continue to do this for generations, you know? Like, yeah. those are the kids, like those, you know, and they're, and they have a different way of thinking as well, you know? Like, of course. Uh, like, but again, too, I think that comes down to like, obviously, like parenting, you know? Sure. I'm not, I'm not just trying to buy your love. Like, cool. Like, no, let me teach you the power of a dollar. Let me teach you what having a good financial backing can do for you if you do it the right way yeah it's it's interesting because you have you know uh it's like you know you're an eyes baseline you know like we didn't have any money there's no college fund for me like there's none of my family ever graduated went to college you yeah. know let alone and uh, i don't have like a college fund or even money at all whatsoever to support yeah. me in any way and and you know we're very similar in that regard like the bar for us to jump over is so much lower. And so if you grow up, you know, if, if you see your parents, you know, so maybe your, your mom or your dad, they didn't have anything and they created this crazy opulent wealth for you to grow up in. Some of the people that I know that, that are doing really well, they grew up in that environment. They tell me they're like, well, the way that I look at it is absolutely a functioning of their parents doing a good job. Mm-hmm. But they'll say, you know, my mom or dad created this thing, like this amazing thing. And I don't want to have that perception on me. Like now I feel like I have to be able to at least generate something for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't want to be defined by what by they've what already they've done. done. Yeah. You know, and yeah. their bar is much higher than like my, one of my buddies is like, well, yeah, man, I mean, look, you, you know, you grew up like your dad was on disability and all that shit. Like, so for you, like you see my house, he lives in pre up in Princeton, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got this big ass house and all this, you know, shit. And, um, and you see this and you're like, oh, wow, that's like some opulence, you know? Yeah. And he goes, for me, this is where I grew up. So like, if I'm not doing one better than that, I kind of like failing. <laughs> yeah, that's no, I definitely. And I, that can put a lot of strain on, on someone. Right. Up, you know, no. and that was an interesting perspective for me too. I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Um, I was going to, so, so, and again, too, like, I know, and I've, and I've, I, like, I kind of want to know how you fell into, like, you, where you're at. And, like, <laughs> I, like, and, and I wanted to ask you, and so I was like, damn, let me, let me, let me, let me flip the script now and let, For me, sure. let me ask you. Because, um, like I said, obviously, it's a wonderful product that I, that I, that I enjoy. However, I can't, I can't so much right now. Um, but, um, <laughs> you're like, keto diet, son. For, bro, <laughs> I, I have a story, um, but um, no. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like, like, so how did this, how did this come about? Like, and, yeah. and, and like, how was it, um, like when were you like, okay, we're onto something like, wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, I mean, it's a wild, uh, bucket of circumstances. I think, you know, when, when I moved to Sacramento, there's, you know, no backup plan, right? Like, so I, I get a job at Best Buy selling computers. I'm taking a bunch of different side hustles. So I'm working full time, going to school full time. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, failure was just, there's just not an option. Yeah, like there, there just is no option to go back, you know, we're not going back. Yeah. Fucking never. We're not going back <laughs> to the cornfields. And, um, you know, so it was like, do everything that I can. And so I started, started a whole bunch of different side hustles. And so, um, I was painting acrylic and oil paintings and selling them to galleries and things like that. And, um, you know, that was like a terrible return on your time. Cause you're just like some 18 year old kid from Western Nebraska. Like nobody knows who the fuck you are, your name. Like they don't care. And the way that the art world works is you build up a name and then rich people buy them as like assets to hold over time. Mm-hmm. You know, is how that actually works. But when yeah. you're 18, 19, you're like, I want to be Salvador Dali. Um, 
You know, so I was doing that, and then I realized that the best market fit for any sort of artistic ability is to design packaging, logo, branding, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I started doing that on the side, started like a small consultancy, um, and so, you know, I'd be going to class, and then during the class, I just had my computer up working on, you know, building a website, you know, designing it, coding it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then eventually, I uh, co-founded a company called Candy Lab, which was a tech company. Um, so we started with client services works in, in a very similar way, mm-hmm. so essentially doing the SEO and the website and the design and all the stuff mm-hmm. um, for startups. And then we decided to build an augmented reality platform. Um, so it was all still in undergrad. Uh, so started raising money doing that. And then simultaneously, I started working on Barnana as a side project for about a year and a half, um, almost two years. And, you know, it was like, which one's going to take off? Which one's going to do it? And you just don't know until the market tells you, mm-hmm. right? Like you just, you have this idea and you think it's going to be good, but then, you know, maybe the market says, we don't care if you think it's good. We yeah. think it sucks. Um, and so with Candy Lab, you know, I saw the writing on the wall. Um, it, it just wasn't going to be that. And I'd been working on Brianna for a year and a half with, with my co-founder. Um, and we're like, so should we just fucking do this thing or what? I was like, well, it's worth a shot. So we um, showed up to the, the largest natural foods expo uh, in the world with a booth that I designed. It looked legit, but like we didn't have a company or a product or anything like that. Yeah. So we had we like we conned this chocolatier into uh, giving us some free samples of chocolate covered bananas. Didn't cost them much, of course. Yeah. Um, and that was our samples, quote unquote, that we uh, took to the show. And then when we get, we went there and everything looked looked buttoned up, right? The branding was on point. It like looked like we were a business. Um, then Whole Foods came and wanted to place a PO. Uh, and, you know, like, hey, yeah, we want to take this in our stores. And we're like, uh, are you sure? Wow. <laughs> like, oh, great, great. Yeah. Um, so they're like, so what distributors are you in? You know, they start busting out all these acronyms. UNFI, KHE, this and that and the other thing. And we're like, uh, we're, we'll be wherever you need us to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're wow. trying to act like you know what you're doing, but we had no idea. Yeah. Um, and then based on that PO, we went out and uh, raised $600,000 from some angel investors that were in the industry. Okay. Um, just, you know, cold emailing them, doing the whole thing. Um, launched a Whole Foods in Wegmans and then, um, you know, just, just started building up the snowball at the top of the hill and gently rolling it and rolling it and rolling it and then uh, letting it go. So. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Yeah, that's so crazy. Nuts. That's so crazy. <laughs> Super crazy. Um, and that happened over a span of how many years? Uh, so we, our first full year in business was 2013. Okay. Yeah, but really I started working on it in 2010-ish, mm-hmm. something like that. Like when it was first being ideated and all yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. So international? Yeah, so we sell uh, Canada and Japan. Canada and Japan. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've been in Japan. Course. I'm supposed to go next year is the plan. Okay. Nice. I've been I'm, to Japan. So I'm, I'm hope knock on wood, I'm trying to go in uh, August. Sick. It's like literally like my, like, like Paris and Japan, like I, um, those are like my, like, I got to get these places. But, oh man, like that's literally like my, like, that is like, uh, <laughs> you don't understand like how, how hype I am. So I'm like literally trying to like do what I need to do to make sure everything's cool so I can take the time to go and just 
check it out. I, yeah. I heard it's amazing. So. Japan's supposed to be awesome. I took three years of Japanese in college. Wow. Because um, my, my original idea was, you know, college is always a backup plan for me. It's like, okay, if, if everything else is fucked up, I know that I'll have a bachelor's degree in something. Mm-hmm. You know, that was going into it was like, you just don't want, you, you don't want to be, you know, poor again and struggle and do, and do that, you know? And so um, the original plan was international business uh, with, with Japanese as a major. And then come to find out, um, the college I was going to, they mandated that you study a year abroad in japan not paid for oh and by the way uh it doesn't count towards any of your upper division course credits so you extend your college for another year and at this point i have one startup started uh i had opened a medical marijuana shop i'm starting barnana and all this shit and i'm like there's no fucking way i can just pay out of pocket to go to japan and not get credit and extend the thing so i had to bail on it but uh japan's still near and dear to my heart too so so you'll be able to Get, get by in Japan. Like. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'd have to do some fucking refreshing, bro. Yeah. Nobody speaks... You know, the thing about language... Like, so I speak Spanish, which is great. Mm-hmm. Fluently. Totally good. Which, thankfully, with bananas and getting them from South America, it's yeah, no, like a useful that. skill, yeah. <laughs> but the great part is, like, in LA, you can speak Spanish all day in this city and get by just fine. Yeah. But with Japanese, like, where the fuck are you going to go? Sotel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> just eat ramen every day. Oh, man, I love ramen. I love ramen. <laughs> right? Um, that's that, man. That's crazy. That's amazing. Have um, you had a chance to, to travel anywhere else? Uh, just went to Amsterdam. Oh, um, sick. Uh, yeah, no, Amsterdam and Paris. It's actually my first time out of country um, in February. Nice, yeah. dude. That's with, fucking uh, awesome. With, actually, I went with my, my business partner, so, um, which are actually um, kids that I met in Miami. So one lives in Miami now, um, one lives in New York. I live here. And so we were like, let's let's give it a shot. So we went to Amsterdam. I think we were in Amsterdam for like six days, six or seven days. And then we went to Paris for I think like five or six days. Wow. Um, but it was over fashion week, so it was it was definitely like I think that's probably for me, I think that's the best way to experience just because there was so much going on. So this is like, you know, and then not only that, it was kind of, it was a little bit easier to get around to because it's obviously it's like a lot of people from America out there. So, and they know where to go. <laughs> they know who's out there. They know who's doing what, you know? So it's kind of cool. Like we just knew where to go, where to be. And, and they kind of made the itinerary for us. I think it'd be cool again to go out there like where it's not so like, like socially, like, like media driven and kind of just see it for what it really is. But I think for a first time experience, it was definitely pretty gnarly. Oh, dude, Paris Fashion Week—that just sounds epic. It was, it was definitely epic, man. So yeah, a lot going on, and um, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of um, um, it's just a lot of exposure, a lot of networking too, and especially like I said, where I'm at right now, like the, the just the network that I've met, and then the relationships that I, you know, built from there, and just like kind of like been cultivating these relationships, and you know, obviously in the long run, like how they'll how they could potentially play a part in like where I'm trying to where I'm trying to go with with my um my new project right now. So we'll see, man. That's so exciting. I can't I can't wait to see what the new project looks like, yeah, dude. That's gonna be pretty sick, man. Yeah. It's gonna be pretty cool. And like I said, we got I definitely have like, my my two business partners are are definitely like key assets. They're strong assets and and I feel like we have like a really good um platform right now. So like it's just right now it's it's like I said we're just we're we're just getting the ball rolling and um it's a lot of just the groundwork but plot and scheme baby yeah no but the good thing is is i think with like the last situation that i was in like it kind of that was just like i was just kind of like thrown in and like okay figure it out you know so i was able to kind of just like literally over the, la- the course of the last two and a half three years like i i was doing 
the research I was doing. It's funny. We actually said it was like a, like a modern day university. Like, you know, you just, you get thrown <laughs> out into this world and it's just like, you're literally getting paid to learn. And I learned a lot. And so, like I said, I just like with what I learned, I've been able to obviously learn from the mistakes that didn't happen on my dime, you know, and, and I've been able to kind of like, just like properly start to structure and, and format and, and build like a solid foundation. And, and, um, I think I think like going into this like I'm, I have a really positive outlook and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be pretty sweet, man. That's awesome. You know, it's it's funny because you know you you can go to as much school as you want, but the real world and putting yourself in those sorts of real world situations is jumping into the fire mm-hmm. is gonna give you a better education than any of that. Like starting my businesses, I mean, dude, it's like so much more you know, learning than getting an MBA. It's astounding to me, you know, have MBAs, you know, apply uh, for a job or an internship or whatever and no hate on MBAs, but they don't know what they're doing at all. Yeah. Right. But society would tell you, oh, you have an MBA. It's like this prestigious kind of thing, mm-hmm. but they have literally no real world experience of like starting a business and like, you know, they wouldn't be able to tell you the first thing about how to run a successful influencer marketing campaign, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, so pretty like you kind of got to know how to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's like you said, I think that, you know, education comes, especially now in so many different forms. And, you know, when you sort of jump in to, to something like you did and just got to figure it out, that's that's got to be the best way to learn. Oh yeah. No, and and the cool thing too is like I said like that was like firsthand experience. Um So I'm actually um I'm I'm working on my own project but then I'm actually um working with another company um which I've actually kept kind of quiet just until um until obviously until I'm ready to kind of talk a little bit more about it for, for personal reasons, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that on the second they, round. Of the um, yeah, so but they are they are definitely on a much larger scale, and so again, it's it's just learning, like again, so it's like so it's like I have my project and then I have what I'm working on on this side, so it's like we're going hand in hand, and like I said, it's just I'm dumping all the knowledge into this, and it's just like a, it, it's a good setup right now. So I'm definitely it's definitely a blessing, and it um. And again, like we'll, we'll, we'll catch up on that another time. But. <laughs> that was awesome, bro. Well, um, thanks so much for coming on the show, dude. This is like super special episode for me. No, definitely. You know. Thank you for having me, bro. This has been good to catch up. Yeah. Just chop it up. Likewise, dude. And um, any, anywhere you want to point people to, uh, you know, your Instagram handle, anywhere else? I know uh, you got a, a couple of top secret things you're working uh, on. Um, yeah. So my new project is called Ville, V-I-L-L-E, Day, D-E, Sovereign, S-V-R-G-N. Um, that's a new project that I'm working on right now. Um, um, ready to wear streetwear brand um with a couple a couple of guys like i said one's from new york one's from um miami so that's actually going to be like the new the new project that i'm dumping a lot of my my efforts and work into so that's that's slated for a release later this year we're just building all the content for it right now um personal instagram is just n-e-f-f-g-o-t-n-e-x-t nef got next and um you know he uh, uh routinely deletes his older posts even though they're dope <laughs> um but always replaces them with equally dope posts <laughs> so definitely follow this dude thank you man awesome thanks brother thank you for having me
Thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you didn't do it already, please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you really like it, share it with your mom or your sister or your cat or your dog. They don't have iPhones, so that probably won't help much. But uh, if you do like the show, write a review. I would really appreciate it if you do. And until next time, I'll speak at you then. Peace.